2: Good afternoon everybody and welcome to Vest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. It's Tuesday, May 21st, 2019. I can't believe how time flies. And again, I'm Steve Peasley and I thank you for joining me today. And I hope you will also call me today. We don't want calls. Calls drive the show. Your calls shape the show. Without them, the show the show, I will I will direct it. I have lots of things to talk about, but I don't think it'd be as interesting. Is if it was left up to me, as it would be if you make the calls and direct the show. So that's what I hope you will do. Call me and ask financial questions, any financial question. Remember, our goal here, it's always the same, and that's for all of us to achieve financial freedom. And how we do that is we learn from each other. Now, I'll be the, mo- I'll be the monitor or the, the, the caretaker of the show, but, you know, you guys have a lot of knowledge out there, too, and we can share it, share it between us. And I'm going to share mine, too. So, it always makes a better show, I think. More interesting for everybody. So, I'm going to do my best to get to move you along to that financial freedom path. I mean, I'm pretty well along it. I'm pretty comfortable uh, uh, because I've saved hard and long. But, you know what? I, I, I'm still not. I, I have a hard time feeling so comfortable that I can just stop. I, maybe it's in my nature, but you know what? I also want everybody else to be there. I want my family, you, my friends, anybody? We all want the same thing. We want to have the ability to buy what we want and not feel pressure about our retirement days. Okay. Well, we can get there. Just for the but 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 you have to learn how to control your spending first. That's the first thing to learn. Anyways, show the shows all yours. The calls are I'm ready for your calls. The number is 888, 99 chart. We're live as we are Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time every day. Monday through Friday. So my main talking point today concerns about concerns about hedge funds. Hedge funds are betting that the sell-off is over. How do we know that? Well, I'm going to talk about how we know that they think that is happening, that's a sell-off. Now, the sell-off hasn't been very much, what, 4%? I mean, for a month of May. So hedge funds are thinking it's done, that the correction has run its course. Hmm. So we'll see. We're going to talk about that. You know, it all comes down to volatility. Are we going to see more volatility? Because that's what they've been betting on. We'll see. I've got other things we're going to talk about. How about, uh, how about are you emotionally retire- ready to retire? Because most people aren't emotionally ready. Forget about the financial part. We know that a lot of us are not ready financially. But also emotionally, there's there's, there's issues you got to deal with here. And also, uh, the existing home sales report, I want to talk about that in a little bit of detail. And fang stops. You know those fang stocks that drove market most last year? That's Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, those stocks. You know, we're going to talk about how they're attracting regulators. It's going to be a problem for them. I'm not saying this year, next year, but within the next five years, these guys, these guys, are a lot of them are going to be attracting a lot of regulation. And I think we want to discuss that as far as an investments of our money into these kind of companies. So... I'm not saying don't invest him. In, I'm just saying we have to invest with our eyes open. Those are the things we're going to talk about. Marco was up today. Dow was up up 197 points. The NASDAQ up 83 and the SP up 24 after being down yesterday and bounced up today. So I think that's what we're going to see back and forth, back and forth. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm agreeing with the hedge funds. I don't think I am, really. So what do you think? That's what I have planned to talk about, but, of course, let's go ahead and start grabbing some questions in our time Listener Line number. It is open all the time, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 888-99-CHART.
0: I had a question about CZR, Caesar Entertainment, uh, just looking at that stock and uh, wondering what a good point would be to buy or to exit, but just generally looking for feedback about the stock. I've heard, you know, good and bad
1: about the stock, and so just trying to get an idea of what, kind of what you guys think about it. So if you don't care, it would be great to hear about that. So thank you very much. Bye-bye.
2: Okay, it's a CD, a CDR, is a Cedar Realty Trust. It's only a $272 million company, so it's very small. Okay, it's not, it's not micro-cap, but it's a pretty small-cap stock. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trusts that owns and operates and develops community and neighborhood shopping centers in Pennsylvania, Virginia, Massachusetts, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. Uh, they're very consistent on their earnings. Uh, mostly, a couple of years ago, they were earning you know, about 50, 55 cents. The last couple of years, it's 45, 46 cents per share. That's what they earn. Their dividend yield is about 6%. Stock is selling for three dollars and six cents. Remember as a REIT, if they make if they earn forty six cents a share, they have to pay ninety percent of that out in the form of a dividend. That's what REITs are required to do. So if you take forty six cents times ninety percent, okay, and you get they gotta pay forty one cents out in a dividend. And the stock is selling for three dollars and six cents, so that's higher than a ten percent dividend yield. PE is five. So the the issue is you're going to buy this because it's a REIT and you're going to make income. That's the only reason you buy this stock. You're certainly not buying it for any cap appreciation because it hasn't seen that in over a year. It's not going to probably appreciate. Um, sales are running between, you know, shrinking one to 2% per quarter last three quarters. So it's not growing there. So don't expect anything fantastic but it will pay that dividend I think it will pay that dividend because there's you know otherwise it looks like a fundamentally sound company so I don't think you have to worry about that CDR thanks for the call appreciate that you're listening to invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley and I have already booked several appointments for my June 12th return visit to San Jose I will meet with listeners to conduct no cost portfolio reviews. Always doing consultations about their finances. Now, if you're if your portfolio needs to be you know looked at, you need some help with it, I'll be happy to talk to you, sit down with you. So, anyways, give me a call. Uh, you can go to our website in InvestTalk.com and just send me an email and say you want an appointment. It's simple as that. And we'll be in touch and set up a time with you. Okay? Remember, San Jose, June 12th. June 12th. And now I'm taking your questions live, 888 99 chart.
0: This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener, you may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888 888- Ninety nine chart,
2: eight 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 nine nine two four two seventy. Okay, what are some of the market news today? Well, of course, the news been dominated by the trade talk, right? China trade talks uh, getting off the rails after it's been everybody was positive, and then you know, right beginning of May, Trump throwing on more more taxes, and of course, I've been saying much to do about nothing, but it is affecting the stock market. But as far as economically, it's much to do much to do about nothing. Because, you know, going from 10% tariff to 25% tariff on $400 billion is is $100 billion. I mean, that's, that's a, a minute's worth of spending by our government. I mean, it's, it's, it's hardly any any money at all when you compare it with the vastness of our $20, $22 trillion economy. It's meaningless. So, you know, but it is affecting the stock market. It did affect the stock market. So... We'll see how that plays out. Today, oil was down to $62 a barrel. Gold was down to $1,270 an ounce. Apple has been hurt over the past few days by uncertainty over trade negotiations because, you know, Apple, a lot of things are made in China for Apple. You know, iPhones are assembled there. So that hurts. Now, also on the housing front, the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is at near historic lows. About 4%. That's pretty good. Adjustable rate mortgages are hovering around 2, 2.5%. So there was an existing housing report out today that I'm going to talk about in more detail later on. Um, retailers are having it rough. Kohl's cut its forecasts, lowering its earnings estimate for the year. Consumer sentiment remains pretty high, yet, anytime there is uncertainty with China, retail takes a hit. You know how many stores are going to close this year? Retail stores this year? You know how many closed last year? Well, last year they closed 5,000 stores, all retail. This year they plan on closing 7,000 stores. That's what's been announced. So, for consumers, it's easier, quicker, and often better to order from home over the web. And you're seeing that played out. That's why Amazon's doing so well. (laughs) You know, they they keep growing their sales. They're taking big, huge huge market shares away from the brick-and-mortar stores. And that's why I think it's so interesting that Amazon's building brick-and-mortar stores. (laughs) You're just destroying them, and yet you're building one. You're building some yourself. Does that make sense to anybody? And here is one article, one last article before I call it a day. Disney, Disney's ESPN division, has announced its Stick to sports and get out of politics. This, I never understood this. I never understood why ESPN would start talking to sports people about politics. That's not why people watch ESPN. They want to see the sports. They want to talk about sports, see sports, discuss, you know, what the other sports are going. But they don't want to talk about politics. And that really hurt their viewership. They lost like 15 million subscribers because I think, now, they'll, they'll, other people think it's for different reason, but I think it's basically because you, you, I don't want to hear what sports people. I want to hear what actors and actresses say about politics. I really don't want to do that. I, I want to see. I want to talk about. I want sports people to talk about their sport. I want actors and actresses to talk about their 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 work, the movies or TV or whatever. Politics, leave it out. You're. You, No matter what, you're going to alienate half the people, right? (laughs) Whatever side they're on, the left or the right. You're going to alienate half your audience. Why are you talking about politics? Never made sense. So at least they're trying to get back to, let's just talk about sports, which I think is a smart move. Anyways, let's grab another caller. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. It's Tim from Illinois. I wanted
0: to know what you thought of a... uh Leverage ETF. It's called M-O-R-L. It pays over 20% distribution every year, and I just wanted to know what you thought the risk of. is. wholly something like this. Thanks for your help.
2: Okay. M-O-R-L. Let's see. It's an ETF. M-O-R-L. Um, exchange-traded funds seeking performance corresponding to the market vector's global mortgage REITs index. Two times the leverage, 200% leverage, extracts two times mortgage REITs is what it's called, M-R-R-L. Okay, you know I don't like leverage funds, so if it's leveraged, I don't like it because, you know, ETS, following indexes and things. When you start using leverage, 200%, 300%, you start getting tracking errors. And I'm really not into tracking errors. And how they do it is very complex instruments that I just don't know if we can trust them in any difficult times in the market. Uh, So I I don't really care for this because of that leverage. I probably, you know, it says it has a huge yield, 20%. I just don't trust it. I really don't trust it. I'd have to read more about it before I can really give an opinion. Sorry about that. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And let me remind you that Invest Talk radio program and its podcast replays provide a daily dose of market news with unbiased commentary by me, me and Justin. And we have fairly new offering, Invest Talk Academy. It's online training classes covering a wide variety of fi- financial investment subjects. I have a class tomorrow. I'm going to do it for Justin tomorrow at 1 o'clock. InvestTalkAcademy.com. Go there and check it out, everybody. 8899 charts.
0: To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Charts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable.
2: YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day.
0: YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll
2: understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YChart has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like
0: Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious. Get YCharts. This is InvestTalk. The KPP premium newsletter, distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at InvestDog.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART.
2: 888-992-4278. What do you guys want to talk about? What's on your mind? What, what do you think we should talk about? My main talking point today concerns a report about, about hedge funds. Uh, and they're betting that the sell-off is over. How do we know that? Well, because hedge funds, you, the volatility index, hedge funds use a lot of options, okay? So we're seeing they they have they're expected the volatility to increase, and you can see a lot of activity of the options from hedge funds in, in that anticipation. Now they're getting out of those positions. They're switching positions big time to say that the volatility is now going to be reduced so that means they feel that the market's probably going to calm down that's usually what that entails when they make those kinds of decisions now now let's be clear the hedge funds have been wrong all this year because they have a ton of money sitting on the sidelines Right after the year began, when that was at the very bottom of the market, the market bottomed, and then the market started up in January, and the hedge funds still are way too much. They're on the wrong side of the market. They have way too much cash. Now they're flipping sides, and they're saying, we think the market's going to calm down, so they're probably going to be moving money into the market. While they were wrong, not being in it, maybe they're wrong now, so don't think that the hedge fund people are all that smart. Yeah, every once in a while you'll read an article about how this hedge fund or that hedge fund made a huge amount of money. Very seldom do you read about all the hedge funds that go under, and many of them do because they lose a lot of money. So I don't want you to take away from here, well, gee, if the hedge funds are doing it, and that's a smart money, maybe we should do it. Well, they are considered the smart money, and they are smart people. But sometimes they're they're not very good money managers, too. So they've made many, many mistakes in the past. And, of course, they've made right decisions, too. I'm not trying to badmouth them. All I'm trying to tell you is just because they say they're going to go one way doesn't mean it's going to happen. That's why independent thinking. Remember at the beginning of the show, every time we talk about it, yeah, I want you to think independently. Don't think like everybody else. Don't read an article say, oh, okay, they're doing that. I'm going to do that. That's wrong. They, that You'll lose money because by the time you read it or hear about it, it's already too late. Okay? So here's, here comes another caller question. I uh, want to talk about GE. This came in earlier at 888-99-CHART.
1: Hi, my name's Donna. Love your show. I bought GE a while back, and uh, I, I bought it when it was um, going downhill. And um, like one of you said, um, I guess I was trying to catch a knife falling. So I bought a thousand dollars, and there's now I think less than four hundred dollars in this stash. And uh, this is the first time I bought a stock, so it was not a good one. I was wondering. I know it's now. I can. I guess I can just go until it's zero. But I was wondering what would you guys do and if there's even a point in taking whatever is remaining and just, uh, you know, with a tail between my legs, uh, just uh, invest it somewhere else. Let me know what you think. Thank you very much.
2: Well, that's, that's very disappointing that their first foray into buying a stock is a stock that goes down like that. And this is one of the reasons I tell people you need to buy numerous stocks, not just one. That's why if you're real small, it'd be better to buy ETFs, uh, buy an index or a sector, because you get much more diversification. Um, it's very difficult when you buy one, two, three, four stocks, and all it takes is one or two of them to go down, you've lost money. So it, it, it that's why that's why diversification is so beneficial. Yeah, you don't get the... You know, skyrocketing price of being right every so often, but you also don't get the pain like you're having now. So what you need to do is look at GE now. Is it good buy to buy GE now? General Electric manufacturers, transforma- uh, transportation, energy generation, consumer appliances, industrial, and medical equipment. They're going to make 75 cents next year after making 59 cents this year, and after making. 68 cents next last year. So they they're getting better at their earnings. Sales are pretty flat. So f- sales aren't that big. It's still an 86 billion dollar company. It's not it's not going to go out of business. They do have a lot of debt. And they've got a lot of problems that they're addressing. So the stock bottomed at about 7 and now is at $9.96. Bottom at the be- in, beginning or end of the year last year. Beginning of the year this year. So it's made a pretty nice comeback from that low. My personal feeling is I think eventually GE might be fine, but it's going to take years for it to be fine. I think you have better opportunity in a lot of other kinds of stocks, in my personal opinion. Um, they're not paying a dividend, so that you're not getting that. I, I would probably take my money and go invest in something more secure and probably an ETF uh, And if you can't buy you know, 15 different stocks, you know, because you don't have that money, I'd probably use an ETF and buy an, you know, an index. Okay? On tomorrow's Invest Talk, clinical trials have long been an expensive process, so pharmaceutical companies want to leverage the latest technology to get drugs approved more quickly, and now they are teaming up with Google. Google. That's going to be the story tomorrow. But for now... I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888 99 Chart.
1: Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. What's your question? 888 99 Chart is how to reach Invest Talk right now.
0: Serious investors should make note of two important dates. First, June 12th, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose to conduct no-cost portfolio reviews. And then, on June 22nd, Steve and Justin Klein will be leading the two-hour Talk Wealth Conference in Irvine, California. Two potential wealth-building events. You can register and learn more now at InvestTalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART.
2: 888-992-4278. Give me a call. We'll talk about anything financial that's on your mind. The market was up today. Dow was up 197. The Nasdaq up 83. And the S&P up 24 after being down yesterday. So we have a little sideways action going on here for the last few days. Market for the month. Though, just remember the market for the month of May is pretty much down. There's been, you know, there's there's been no doubt that we've had a correction, and we're not sure, we're not, no one's sure that's over with yet. I don't know that. Could be, but I don't know that. We'll have to, we'll have to see how it develops. But um, I want to talk about. You know, let's talk about the existing home sales a little bit more. I mentioned it at, the, at the top of the hour, I mentioned it. 5.19 million houses were sold. That was down four-tenths of percent from the month before. This is for April. In March, we're down from March, okay? Um, then uh, also, 4.4% fewer homes sold year over year. So a year ago, April, we're down 4.4% from that. So that's not as strong as it appears that the housing market and the economy. But you know what? You have to look at it a little bit deeper because the median sale price is going up still, up 3.6% year over year, at 267300 And just so you know, $267,300 in Southern California would buy you absolutely nothing. Matter of fact, they'd probably buy, you could double it and it would buy you very, very little. So, that is a really low price when we in Southern California, and I'm sure in the Silicon Valley area, and probably parts of New York, and probably many parts of this country. That's not that that price is uh, low. What is interesting is that there's only uh, they only took 24 days for a house to be on the market to sell. That's pretty fast. Okay, and first-time buyers are 30, 32 percent of the new buyer of the buyers of the homes of those existing homes. That's pretty healthy. So there's parts of this report that are pretty healthy. The overall numbers are down, but it's still a pretty healthy number. So when you look and sit back and say, "Well, is the housing market doing well?" Well, the builders think that it is. The real estate agents think it is, but the numbers are just kind of seeing that there's weakness. There. The numbers are weak. Not tremendously weak, but it's telling me that we'll probably have a decent housing market for the rest of the summer, uh, going into next year. I mean, going into the end of the year, the, the housing market may get worse because it's been such a long time of doing well. And, you know, the whole economy. <clears throat> it's getting long in the tooth, everybody. The longest recovery uh, ever If we make it through to, I think it's July or something like that. And I'm pretty sure we are. Longest recovery from a recession ever. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Anyways, let's go to our next voicemail. The caller called in early and left a question. And we call it the listener line, as you know. The number is 888-99-CHART.
0: Hello, I'd like to get your opinion of a certain stock. The uh, company is uh, Vodafone and it's traded as an American depository receipt under the symbol of VOD, as in Victor Oscar uh, Dog. It's a company incorporated in the UK. Uh, The largest portion of their business is in Germany. They're a telecommunications company. They recently slashed their dividend, and there's been a lot of selling in in the stock. The stock price has been going down. Um, Would like to have your opinion of it as a long-term play, like two, three, four, five years out, something like that. Currently, I would probably expect you would characterize the stock as a falling knife. Uh, but thank you, and I'll listen to your answer on the podcast. Thank you.
2: Gee, I guess everybody likes my falling knife analogy. Yes, it is a falling knife. And for everybody who didn't hear me say that last week or two weeks ago, I don't know. Uh, and this is not my saying. Uh, my old my old uh, partner said this 30 years ago to me, that you don't want to try to catch a falling knife. That means the stock is falling, you don't want to try to buy and guess at the bottom. You want to hit the bottom first. You want the knife to stop falling, rattle around, be still, and then go pick it up. Okay? And to take it a little further, you actually want the knife to start rising a little bit. That would be more comfortable. Vodafone, VOD is the symbol. UK-based provider, digital wireless voice and data services, as you pointed out. It's a big cap company, $42 billion, selling for $15.97 a share. Now, the problem is, I mean, in 2019, it made ninety a share. 2018, it made 40. This year, I mean, that, that, this year, 2020... Remember, their fiscal 2019 year is already over. So that's what they made, a dollar a night. Is not an estimate. But the estimate for this year, 2000, their 2020 fiscal year, they're going to only make $0.10 cents a share. The next year, 2021, estimate is only $0.09 cents a share. And that's why the stock collapsed. I mean, was a year ago, it was $24. Now it's 50 97 for a telephone company. It's paying 10% dividend. But they just cut it. Then they're not going to pay 10% dividend because they don't have the money. They don't have the income to support it. Sales. Sales are the driver of profits, right? You've got to continue your sales. they got to go up for you to continue to have profits. Sales fell 14% in the last two quarters. Three quarters ago, sell fell eight. The four quarters ago, it fell eight. And then then a year ago, they did grow a little bit. So. There's not a lot of good things to say. It's, you know, this looks like a value stock because it's an 8 PE, right? But that's based on last year's. They're only going to make 10 cents next, this year. That means the PE is 16. That's not cheap. That's not cheap, even though the stock has fallen hard. It's not cheap. I probably would not be a buyer of Vodafone because it, they're still falling, and I think we got to wait. I think you just gotta wait till it's done falling, okay? VOD everybody. This is the best talk. I'm Steve Peasling, and I want to share a simple secret with you. There are really only two emotions. I don't know if it's such a secret since I've been talking about it a long time, but there's really only two emotions in the market, and that's fear and greed. Fear and greed, two emotions. So let me f- focus a minute on fear. The truth is that many investors experience fear when they're unsure of just how much of their portfolio valuation is there, what they should put at risk. How much risk am I, in, am I in these stocks and how risky they are? There's many factors, of course, to gauge all that. But it is difficult for you, the average person, to figure out what your risk tolerance is, how much fear you can t- tolerate without panicking. I mean, that's really the c- question here. How much fear can you handle and not panic out of the market? Well, there are ways to measure that. And, of course, I mentioned this before. We do have that kind of tool. Um, we call it uh, it's Riskalyze. It's a free risk questionnaire. Go to investor.com and take a little few questions. Jess and I can then use the results and develop a strategy for you. And take a look at your portfolio. We can actually put your portfolio on the same software and come up with a risk score of your portfolio. See if that matches your personal risk score so you're not taking too much or too little risk. Anyways, that's what we're going to do. It's investtalk.com. You can answer the questions. They're very simple. Doesn't take very long either. And now, I'm taking your questions live. Give us a call. 888-99-CHARTS.
1: Our Talk mission is to help you make better investing decisions. To do that on your own, thumbs-up or thumbs-down choices based on good, solid investing principles. But we need your questions to keep us on track. eight 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 ninety nine 99 chart or click on Contact Steve or Contact Justin on investtalk.com.
2: 888 chart The fang stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google... Are could very easily and will most likely begin to attract, and they already have really attract regulations and regulators. Remember, last year you had uh, Facebook Zuckerberg facing Congress and answering tough questions about you know uh, Facebook and its influence and and whether it's being unfair to you know one side or the other on the political spectrum and. You know, so they're, they're already seeing scrutiny. And I don't see how it can't also affect companies like Amazon and and Apple and Netflix and Google because they're so big. Uh, the, 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 the regulators are going to come in and say they're so big they dominate their sphere and we have to break them up because of monopolistic practices like Facebook had. Uh, right, I mean that's they're going to be that's going to be the issue. That's going to be the issue. Too much dominance by one, two, three, four tech companies, five tech companies, and I see that easily. Look at what's going on in Europe and all the scrutiny our companies are getting there, and fines have been been you know been imposed and you know they're very very strict, much stricter there than they are here. And maybe unfair, unfairly so. I'm not saying that it is fair or not fair. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they're attracting lots of scrutiny in Europe. And I don't think our our government's going to be far behind. Therefore, as investments, you need to be prepared for that. What if they decide to break up uh, Amazon into different parts? Because they're getting too dominant in too many sectors. Or Google. Google. What if they said well Google's too dominant in the search engine business we got to do something about that. what what restrictions are they going to impose? No matter what they impose or what they do, it's going to retard earnings and earnings growth. And you as an investor, that's the main thing you want to be looking at earnings and earnings growth. you need that that's why you're buying these stocks for earnings and earnings growth right I mean that's what are these tech, big tech guys? They're going to attract regulations. That's going to be the problem. So I'm not saying get out of them, and I'm not saying this is going to happen next year or the year after. I'm saying over the next five years, seven years, you're going to see more and more scrutiny, and that might affect the stock prices. Okay? How many times have you been at work or at home or maybe driving in your car? And then realize you had a market question, a stock market question. Well, we do keep our listen lines open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You can call anytime and ask your question. I get people that tell me emails. I answer them directly when they send me an email. Sometimes on the air, but most of the time directly. So you can ask a question anytime you want. Anytime you want. And here's a question that came in earlier at 888-99-CHART.
0: Hi, Stephen, Justin. This is Eric in Utah. Just had a question about BGS, food, ticker symbol BGS. It looks like it's at a five-year low right now, and it's paying, it looks like about an 8.5% dividend yield. My first question is, do you think that dividend yield is sustainable? And my second question is, would you be nibbling at the stock at this point, or would do you think it's catching a falling knife because it just seems to go lower <laughs> so anyway i'd uh, love to hear your advice thank you bye
2: okay bgs bgs we own uh, one of this in, we own bgs and one of our managed stock accounts by the way it's bng foods inc and by the way we're losing money on it just so you don't think i'm right all the time i am not but i do like this stock and i'll tell you why uh, Manufactures shelf-stable food products such as jellies, hot sauces, sold in the U.S. and Canada, and you know this is a food packaging business, and they're usually stable in any kind of economic crisis, which I like. And you know they're going to make a dollar eighty-two this year after making a dollar eighty-three last year, then a dollar ninety next year, and it's a twenty-two dollar stock. So you're taking a, you're looking at a stock that's like thirteen PE or so. Right? Uh and that five year range is eleven to twenty-five, so it's at the low end. Return equity is pretty good at fourteen percent. It has a little bit of debt, but nothing that it can't handle. Cash flow is two dollars and seventy-four cents. And their dividend of eight percent is pretty pretty safe. I don't think that's gonna go down. I don't think that I think that's gonna stay the same. Now the problem we have is in recent two quarters, they, the sales have fallen 2 to 4% in each quarter. Uh, before that, sales were increasing 4 to 10% each quarter. So there's where the problem is, and that's why the stock has fallen from 30 down to 22 But I like the dividend. The dividend is safe. I think the price is fairly inexpensive. I think it's a good value. Now, if, you, if you just hold it at this stage, I think it's a good value. It looks like you know, the fallen knife fell from 26 down to, you know, 21 in just a couple 3 days, maybe 4 days at the beginning of May, and since then it looks like it's rattling, you know, sideways, going sideways and up a little bit. So, this probably be a good price to pick it up. Now, you got to be patient and it may drop again. And if you want to be tight, you can just use that low it made at the, you know, at the, about two, three weeks ago, that low it made as your get-out point. And that way you can control your loss if you buy it now. Okay? This is the Best Talk, everybody. Glad you're calling. Glad you're with me. I'm Steve Peasling. We have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. And of course, our work will continue after this break. It will. So get your questions in, 888-99Chart.
1: Steve and Justin are ready for any money question you want to ask right now at 888 99 Chart.
0: On the next Invest Talk. Clinical trials have long been an expensive process. But now, Google's sister company, Verily, is teaming up with big pharma and new technology. That story tomorrow. For now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278.
2: Let's talk to uh, Dave in San Mateo. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing
0: pretty good. Doing pretty good. Thank you. So I have a question about uh, Bear and uh, Monsanto. Um, I was wondering Uh what's going to happen. There's a lot of uh, new lawsuits coming down the pike. And um, I was wondering what's going to happen with with Bear stock based on on all of this new, uh, all the new suits. Mm
2: -hmm. I think I, I, I would be very, very careful. Uh, because I've been watching this fairly close so as far as the lawsuits, and and for everybody else, Bayer bought Monsanto. Bayer bought Monsanto. Bayer B A Y E R. That's a German company. It's big, 54 billion. They bought Monsanto, uh, which which produced um, the uh, the uh, Roundup uh, fertilizer stuff. Not fertilizer, but I don't know weed killer. Uh, and that has been shown, to, some ingredient in that has been shown to cause cancer in people. And there's now lawsuits. There's 11,000 lawsuits. And how I see this, Dave, it kind of reminds me of what happened to the tobacco companies. In, in the sense that the suits just kept building and building and building over time. Building and building. And, or, the, or the asbestosis lawsuits. I don't know if you remember those. Those lawsuits just kept building and building. Eventually, uh, asbestos killed several big blue chip companies. They went out of business because of the lawsuits. and never ended. And I think Barrett, we're still we're going to look at more lawsuits. They have eleven thousand now. There's going to be more. I mean, why would it end? Because it's one of those things. I well, got I got I got cancer. Yes. Uh, You know, it was uh, uh, I was in or around or ate produce or vegetables or even corn and wheat that was sprayed with Roundup, and that's why I have the cancer. Even though it may not be true, they still got to face the lawsuits. So, David, I would stay away from it because of the lawsuits. There's no reason to invest something when you don't have to. Okay. Okay. Sounds like. So I, I can see. Yeah, I, I would not. I would not hold this stock. I, I, I'm, I'm too frightened. I'm. I guess I'm scared. <laughs> so I wouldn't, Dave. I would stay away from it. I really would. I, I just don't see how they're going to end the lawsuits. I, they. How, how's that going to work? How, you know, it's a big company, fifty-four billion dollars. But so was the companies that made asbestos. asbestos, asbestos shingles, and and uh, insulation. Lawsuits never ended. Tobacco companies never ended. They've survived, but constantly overhang over their head. So, okay, emotional, the emotional part of retirement. We're going to talk about that. Emotionally, most people are not, do not understand, cannot comprehend because you haven't done it what you're going to do, what it's like to live in retirement. It is a a major life change. It's like going from high school to college and then college to working life. Major life changes. This is going to be from working to not working. And you don't really know how you're going to react until you get into it. And most of us don't really have a plan. We figure it out once we get in it what we're going to do. It's very, very difficult. I've talked to many, many retirees. It's not a simple thing. You've got to find something to fill your time. and make, Because when you leave the work life, you leave that social interaction, you leave part of the world that makes you have self-worth. Because you are, no matter what you say in the United States, you're measured by how much money you make, what kind of career you have. You have that, you know, and now you're retired. You don't have that measurement anymore. And it could be very, you know, emotionally draining, difficult. So, and do you realize that the suicide rate uh, is the highest between the ages of 45 and 64? Why is that so? Not very high for men over women, too, in that age group. So, men, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself mentally, emotionally, financially. Be prepared. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program. And I thank you for your loyal support and questions. I really do. And please come back tomorrow. I really appreciate that. And remember, you can listen to our Invest Talk podcast anytime you want for free, anytime, anywhere. Everybody want to have a great night.